It's the Fire Zone Show back at you. Happy holidays to everyone. Hope you enjoyed whatever it is you celebrate. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed it. Had a happy new year. Hope everybody's safe. You know, uh, didn't hurt nobody. They were out there celebrating. And uh, we're back to talk Ravens. So, you know, we're going to talk about the Steelers game that just went down. Unfortunately, the Ravens weren't able to pull that one out. But another good game for the defense. And of course, that's what we do here is talk defense. So we'll unpack all of that. But um, before we do, as always, joined by the man, the myth, the legend, Denar Melton. Happy holidays, man. Happy New Year. How's everything going? Happy holidays to you too, sir, and happy new year. Um, things are good. Uh spent the weekend down in the Great Wolf Lounge with okay. the kids. Spent some time down there in Williamsburg, kind of warm of the indoor pool. Little nice. slides and everything and nice, nice. All type of stuff. I'm exhausted. Yeah, well, <laughs> anytime you go on a trip with kids, you really not relaxing what you have young kids yeah you're not relaxing (laughs) that's not that's not what it's about but great wolf lodge is nice never been there myself have some friends who've been there heard is really nice um so i'm sure everybody had a good time and plus like you say you got all the indoor water park stuff so the kids loving it uh so that had to be a good time so i'm glad you got a chance to do that always good just to get away even if you're not going like on some big crazy trip just get away a little bit change the scenery a little bit change the routine up a little bit Mm -hmm. uh always a good time and then you know i I understand you know around the holidays a lot of us get together with family and that that means different things for different people uh (laughs) but you know hopefully it was an enjoyable time for everybody out there for the most part uh i try to think we did my parents came up and they spent christmas with us they're not that far they only like an hour's drive they're still here in maryland but we did like the whole matching pajamas family pictures thing. <laughs> so we uh we went you know all the way all the way corny with it but it was fun when you nice. get old you, when you get old you just don't care anymore you're just no. like I don't, I don't care I, I, my mom was just like hey I want you to put these on we're gonna take pictures i was like just just tell me what you want me to do <laughs> yeah as long as there's as long as there's an adult beverage after this uh, yeah no question about it yeah now, so, hey like Go so ahead. I just I just saw something come across on ESPN. What did you see? <laughs> so apparently, a um, Texas football team left their uniforms at the hotel mm. for a bowl. <laughs> mm. They could they had to start the game late, and they gave the other team an extra point. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. I've never heard of something like that before. Your one job. Your one job. I've never heard of anything like that before. They left the whole team <laughs> uniforms? At all thing? of it. All of it. Damn. I've like, never who didn't it. notice until, like, I, y'all had to be at the location for, like, a good couple hours. No one, like, laid this stuff out. I mean, I imagine they're packing in some trunks, and we're like, "Hey, make sure those trunks get on the bus. <laughs> we got to put those trunks on the bus. Those trunks got the uniforms on." But what are we doing? Like, it's not like pre-laid out for these kids. Like, it's not hanging up in the locker room. Like, <laughs> somebody probably at the hotel saw all these trunks and probably was like, "Man, I wonder what's in there." <laughs> 
probably left those here. I wonder, wonder what yeah. they left in there. You open oh them joints up God. and see them uniforms, you're probably like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We need I'm to get sorry. on the phone. We need to get on the phone. But I guess it doesn't take that long to figure it out, right? You get there. You get you into get a there. locker you room. Un- you're starting to unpack stuff to get ready for the game yeah. that starts in, like, two hours. <laughs> and then you realize, oh, we don't have no uniform. <laughs> Somebody got to go back. (laughs) (laughs) At what point did you not realize? And like I said, I'm thinking they're in those big, like, rolling cases, trunk things that they have. You can't put that in, like, the trunk of your car. So I guess you got to send a bus back. Maybe in a big bag, maybe, like a a big duffel bag. Maybe. Maybe. You got to go back and get them. Or send somebody. Somebody got to bring them to the... Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Well, whoever's job that was. It's not you looking fired. good for them. Yeah, it's not, know, it's not looking you, good for them. You, you, you after round, you about to find out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you hate to see people lose jobs, <laughs> but you got to figure that this is it for them. <laughs> it's been good. It's been real. I yeah. mean, you just came back from 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 Christmas break, <laughs> and if that's what you do, if you're not like an equipment logistics person, how are you gonna get another job? You can't. <laughs> as soon as this comes up, <laughs> uh, sorry, we 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 we're going in a different direction. Oh my goodness. <laughs> the position's already been filled. Already <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is it's it's like a career ender. Don't know that you oh can come goodness. back for this. That's, if if, that's, if you work in in logistics, this is logistics and operations. That's this top. is it for you. That's <laughs> this is it. <laughs> You're done. <laughs> You're gonna have to change. Uh, fields, do something oh else. Mm, well, I needed, I needed that. That's a crazy story. <laughs> that's wow. a crazy story. And I'm, I'm, I'm gonna attempt to do a transition, and this is not. Yes. A good one. <laughs> it's not a good one because no. that is a very funny story. What I'm transitioning to is the exact opposite of funny, but because I was thinking about something I've never seen before, like you said, mm-hmm. you know, I think we gotta at least, you know touch on the Damar Hamlin thing just because mm-hmm. it's 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 the story yeah. right now in football, maybe in all the sports. Um, when you have a player going to cardiac arrest on the field and mm-hmm. have survived um, and intubated and put on oxygen because he's not able to breathe on his own uh, and a game is cold. You know what I mean? And yeah. we're to the point where players and coaches are like, i I you probably have read some of the stuff. I was reading some of it today. Uh, when the coaches crossed field and went to go talk to each other after, you know, DeMar had kind of gotten stabilized or whatever. Um, apparently that's what McDermott told um, Zach Taylor. He's like, look, I can't coach this game. I got to be at the hospital. And that was it. There was no other like, well, can we do this? Can we do that? No, it's like, I can't, I can't coach this game right now. And you could look at the players and you could tell none of them – wanted to to resume that game yeah and play the rest of that game so i mean i think that was like an immediate thing for the people that were there you know people at home watching of course wondering well, what are you gonna do da, da, da. but i guess i just wanted to you know obviously send out you know prayers and you know good you know, well wishes everything for him and his family and you know it, it sounds like from a little bit of updates that we've gotten that Things are improving. He's still in critical condition, but 
I think his uncle said he was on 100% oxygen. Now he's on 50% oxygen. So, you know, maybe he's he's able to do some level of breathing on his own. Um, but still, obviously, very serious situation. But, uh, yeah, man, I just wanted to kind of throw that out there. I know you've been around the game a long time. Uh, when you and I were DMing about, each, about it, you said you'd never seen it in NFL, but you said it's something that happens in European soccer. Um, yeah. I mean, just as, as an athlete and who has played, you know, college football, that hit happens a lot because some of those defenders will get caught in between making a tackle and, you know, the guy arrives a little too quick. So you get caught, you know, you get hit, caught up in your chest. So... I think that's where it hit hardest the most because you don't see it in a game where there's pads that's supposedly supposed to protect your chest. So first and foremost, that's going to change. You're going to see guys wearing flap jackets for the rest of the year in certain situations. I guarantee you they're going to change. Someone's already developing, changing the way that's going to cover the breastplate and different way of going and doing things um but this is something i i've become a fan of of you know european football over the last like five or six years and i've seen this happen live on tv a few times huh. where guys collide and guys just it's it's this instant and it's a scary sight and you know to see it happen, but you know, thank goodness they were prepared with the AED, uh, the AED hmm. that was there to you know shock them back in the rhythm. But I think where everyone was shocked and taken back is, you know, I've been around nursing all my life. My mom's a nurse, my mother-in-law's a nurse, my aunts, my nieces—they're all—they're all nurses. So I understand what CPR is. I don't think a lot of people understand. It's not a very delicate thing. It's not like, oh, I'm going to press on the chest a little bit. No, you got to move the chest about two inches Mm. to reach the heart. So most likely broken ribs and sternum because you're trying to jumpstart a heart, a muscle. Yeah. Yeah. I was reading about that too. You can obviously confirm this part because of all of your family members. But so he talked about that, about how hard you have to press just to yeah. reach it. And then also he's like, you're trying to get to like a hundred beats a minute. Yeah. So, I mean, you are, <laughs> you are pumping. Yeah. Like, that's why they've gotten rid of the breath because it's not about getting air in the lungs at that point. It is literally about getting the heart started again. Yeah. So that's why you see people just, it's rapid yeah. now. It's, it's I am trying to jump start a, a battery in, a battery. You're trying yeah. to and and I think that was what shocked everybody to see that live on TV. Yeah. To understand and I think that's what shocked the players because very few of them probably have ever seen you see it on ER, but it's mm-hmm. not even that violent. Like it's yeah. it is it's train wreck after train wreck to your chest cavity until your heart starts to beat again. Yeah. And I think that's what people need to understand what was so like kind of 
jarring to everyone in this situation because you just don't see that. You see guys blow out knees. You see guys who are temporarily paralyzed. We hadn't had someone paralyzed in the league, you know, for a while. It's happened in college, you know, in the last 10 years. But you don't see that very often. This is new. Yeah. This is the new danger. Now it's, it's, it's made it into American sports. So what are you going to do about it? First and foremost, those heart defibrillators need to be at every high school, college in this country. And these happened next, last week. Yeah. No question about it. Because this, this has happened across this country. We just have ignored it because it, it happened at local levels. Now it's presented to you on a national stage. What are you going to do about it? Yeah, and a multi-billion dollar industry where resources are not an issue, right? All the things that you need to do to be as prepared as you can be. You know what I mean? You can't, you're not going to, it's not a prevent it. You know, it's not like, okay, can we prevent it? Like you said, you could wear a different kind of padding and stuff like that. But like you mentioned, European soccer, they can't. They're not wearing any kind of crazy padding. And so it's still a risk and a possibility for them. And so, I mean... You know, you've coached football. I mean, you can you can do things with technique in terms of how you're teaching people to tackle and stuff like that. But that's controlled. Game is not, you know, it's not like that. So, no. uh, you know, you can you can just try to be as prepared as you can for when something like that happens. So, like you said, to have the, the ADs, to have people who are trained in CPR, um, multiple people, you know. Um, so, mm-hmm. so because that's another thing I read in one of the articles that was related to this about how outside of sports, just people every day who go into cardiac arrest and who don't make it or suffer some kind of long term damage, brain damage or whatever, is because there was nobody on the scene who knew how to do CPR. Yep. And so even the doctor who was talking about it said, look, obviously get trained, get certified first and foremost. But even if you're not, he was the one who was describing how hard you have to push and mm-hmm. how many beats a minute you're trying to get to. And he's like, but don't don't get so caught up in that. It's really more about the pressure, the amount get, of yes, force that get you there. have to apply. Because yes. he said just in terms of the beats, he's like, this is kind of weird, but this is what he said in the article. He said, think about the song, Staying Alive. He said, that's what you're trying to really get to, that amount of in terms of beats per minute. But he was like, don't, don't get as caught up on that. It's really, you have, like you said, you have to reach the heart. Uh, and so that's kind of... It, when you said it, it was like, man, I just read that earlier today and I didn't even grasp that because I did take uh, CPR. Now, I would need to go get recertified because it's been since yep. high school since I did it. But, yeah, you really got to like when you're doing it on like those little dummies or whatever. And they're like, no, no, push harder. harder. I was yeah. like, oh, oh, they're like, yeah, you, 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 need, you need a chest to like flatten out, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Because I thought I was you. like, by, by the time I got it to where they said, yeah, that's right. That that's the right amount of pressure. I'm like, this is gonna break something. Like it might, but you also might save their life. Yep. So deal with the consequences of them saying getting the life saved. Yeah, yeah. That's you know, once once a person is still alive, then we can talk about everything else. You know, that yeah. comes out of that. But yeah, so just wanted to to touch on that because obviously that was you know uh, a scary sight, something that most of us haven't seen before as as fans and even a lot of players talked about how they had never seen anything like that in the coaches. So we were talking about this before we hit record too. So just, you know, obviously the first thing is that you want to see him have a full recover 
And whether he plays football or not, to me, that's like secondary. Like you just want to yeah. see this guy have a full recovery and be able to, to live a healthy life, you know, at this point. And then if football can come back, then that that's great. But, you know, the effect of that, witnessing that and experiencing that on the rest of these players and coaches for those two teams and other, and other teams around the league, even the guy, I mean, obviously it's a more traumatic effect for the guys who were there, but even the other guys around the league and John Harbaugh talked about that today, how they talked about it at their team meeting and they made some stuff available for players. If, if, you know, they want to talk to somebody, but um, he said they were talking, you wouldn't, you would know this part better than, than me. He said they were talking about it in all the position rooms. They were all talking about it and having conversations in each of the position groups and, you know, that talk can get real, you know, that's, that's different than what's in the team meeting. That's it's, yeah. it's different in those position rooms. Uh, so it could get real there. And it's, it's gotta be some guys who are looking at that, like, you know, I mean, they, they know what they sign up for. They all, you always hear it say, Hey, we know what we sign up for. But you probably didn't think you were signing up for that. Yeah. That's a, that's, and that's, that's, you know, I don't want to get into politics or anything of the sort, but, when you see something on tape, when you see it live, yeah. it has a different vibe. So, not you just hear about it on a, on a radio, you hear about it on TV, or you you know you, you hear it about it now. You yeah, it. you're like you're no. This happened on Monday Night Football in the first quarter, so everybody was tuned in because the game hadn't been blown out yet. Yep, and that transpired. For the entire country to see. That that that's that's game changing. Yeah. That's hey. that had the White House comment. Yeah, I was gonna say President saying, Biden yeah, called his family. Basically saying football's a violent sport, but what else can you do? Yeah. I mean the man you hate him or like him, I mean, that's his true statement about football ever. Yeah. But here's you the have, rub. Because you have to go off. way, way back to the early days when people were actually dying on football fields, like college football games where, you know, yeah. the president back then, I think it was Roosevelt, had to step in and make sure that they changed some of the rules because they were doing like the flying wedge and just like people were dying. Um, so, you know, obviously that has not happened and didn't happen in this case, thank goodness. But like you said, the the effect that that has on people when they see it, yeah, you know, it's just it's it's different. And like we we talked about this too. Like, hey, when something serious like that happens, you hear somebody almost lost their life. It shouldn't matter whether you saw it or not. It should still have the same gravity, you right. know, to you. But we're human beings. You see things, and it just has a different different impact yeah. on you versus yeah. just hearing about it or reading about it. So. That's going to be interesting, too, to see all of the stuff that comes out of this, just in terms of safety protocols or equipment like you talked about or well, just how people think, approach it. Yeah, I mean, you got to you 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 are looking at something. And that's the only way change happens in, in any sport. Yeah, I mean, look at auto racing. The halo came into play in, in you know, in IndyCar and Formula One. Because of too many rollover accidents, and they wanted more safety. There are safer barriers now in NASCAR races. Um, they obviously changed the helmet because you know different things are going on with that. Yeah. 
those changes are going to happen. Someone's going to change because of this. But here's here's the rub. This doesn't just happen in football. We just talked about it. It happened in European soccer where guys are running against each other full speed. So this doesn't just translate from football. This translates to all sports. Now people have to look at this different. Like, oh, well, this could happen on the basketball court. Yeah. If someone takes a charge sure. and the guy's going a little bit harder than you thought he was going sure. and you happen to be in a – he just happened to be in mid-beat, about to contract. That's what happens. Blow to the chest. I mean – yeah, you got to look at things a lot differently. A lot of people yeah. would be like, "Oh, oh, oh!" I mean, this happens in baseball. A lot of you know, baseball coming flying in your chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the thing; it doesn't have to happen often. But the one time that it happens, and you said it, particularly in the way that this happened with the most watched sport in America on the night where they were the only thing on. On. And you know a primetime game where people are watching big time, big time, big time game again. because of the teams involved. People are watching, so you have all of that, all of those eyes on this. So, I mean, yeah, that's things are going to change. I mean, I necessarily know how right now. Um, yeah, but there, 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 there are going to be some changes that come out of this. Just you know, because that's like you said, that's what we. <laughs> That's kind of a sad thing to admit too, but we're we're more reaction than uh, reactionary than we are proactive. A lot of times, you know, people do things because something bad happened, as opposed to, well, let's try to think about what could happen or look around and see where it's happening somewhere else, and then let's get ahead of it. It's usually more the the other way. Well, we'll wait yeah. until something I, happens, and then we'll. <laughs> I mean, look look at Southwest. Yeah. <laughs> What a disaster that was. Oh my God. Yeah. Talking about waiting until too late. <laughs> yeah. I mean, some of those stories were people <laughs> like 14, 15 hours and all kinds of crazy stuff going mm-hmm. on with bags disappearing and <laughs> they just dumping bags in the terminal. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People finding their bags out by dumpsters. <laughs> they just threw them out back. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean that that's what happens. You're right. Something bad happens, and then then there'll be changes. All right. Now we're gonna do an investigation and we're gonna look at our policies and you know, da 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 da. It's typically how it goes. Um, but like I said, kind of with the most, Ravens offense. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately. Can they look at their policies? Can they reevaluate? <laughs> what they're doing at this point i don't think so i think what they're doing right now is what they do and uh you just hope that you can do it a little bit better than you've been doing it uh but yeah let's 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 transition into the game of course like i said you know uh we praying for demar sending out positive vibes and, and wishing him a full recovery man i'm hoping that helped uh hoping that happens as, as as soon as as it can um but yeah the ravens you know unfortunately lose this one to the steelers 16 13 really came down to, you know, the last drive, last offensive drive for this. Well, I guess, yeah, because they nailed yeah. it out. But last drive where they actually had to go and get points um, is really what it came down to. And it's another game. I feel like we've been talking about this for a while now where you give up 16 points, one offensive touchdown, mm-hmm. <laughs> bunch of field goals, one touchdown, three field goals and touchdown. And you're not able to win that game. And 
as much as we're going to focus on the defense and talk about the defense, I guess right at the top here, um, we'd be remiss. It would be irresponsible if we didn't talk about the offense and say, if they hit if those last two drives that they had, um, Justice Hill gets that long return, that one. Oh, that's, that's a killer run right there. That's the, yeah, the one after that, okay, you're kind of starting regular field position. But that one, when you're on, you're in plus territory to start. You got to get three points. We got to get three there. We got to get three. And the, and the play calling was horrible. <laughs> you have the floor. I give you the floor. It, there's nothing to talk. It was horrible play calling. And then I don't even want to talk about it. It's just it's just bad all the way around. Yeah, you you, you got to get points. You got to get points. You <laughs> got to get and then, the and, and, and even drives before that, you have to you have to get more. Yeah, and you just, you're just leaving it there, and you're hoping that your defense can hang on. Well, even the touchdown that they got. That really only happened because of the personal foul on Cam Hayward. They were getting ready to be off the field. Right. If yeah. it wasn't for the personal foul. And they came back and threw the touchdown to Likely. So, I mean, hey, look, great. We'll take that all day, of course. But, um, you know, they were they were still struggling. Uh, but like you've been saying, not really struggling to move the ball for the most part. They move the ball relatively well. Then they get into the red zone and they just can't punch it in. Just have not been able to punch it in. And so we talked. We talked about this earlier, like earlier this week. It they go away from what's working inside of the twenty. They just do. Yeah. It's like they don't run anything. They run the same weird four plays inside of the twenty in every game. They run the jet sweep, which has. Not worked in weeks. <laughs> they run the quarterback power off of that sweep, which doesn't work down there. Never has, never will. And then we run some random tight end drag looking for. <laughs> it's the same crap, different day. And we just yep. look at it like it's going to change. And you can't even say insanity that whole lot about insanity. No, it's it's beyond that point. It's literally like a book. Like we have been told we play a role, that we are just inept offensively, and if we want to do anything, we just have to play defense. That is the role of Baltimore Ravens. You can go around the league and just say, this is their role. This is what they do. Dallas Cowboys, they show up as, as the Cowboys for a week or two and they do some dumb stuff at some point and they do what they do. You got Minnesota who are just constant pretenders. That's what yeah. they are. Um, you've got San Francisco who everyone believes is good, but their, their coach doesn't do the right things. <laughs> yeah. When the At moments the when the moment's the biggest, <laughs> he the moment's the biggest. Sometimes he gets in his own way. Um we had 19. That's all I can say. We had 19. <laughs> That's all we can get. You can get one year 
where you're the most efficient offense in the league, most efficient red zone offense in the league. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's all it. you get in your entire team history. You get one, one. and that's it. <laughs> so that's, that, that's that's what 26 years of karma is, is yeah, giving you. That's year. all you get. <laughs> that is all you get. But you know, I can't remember. Was it Kevin Zyler? Might have been Kevin Zyler. I think he said it. When did he say it? Was it he the Falcons it game? Ago. Something where no, he's he like, said, you it was before the Falcons game. The, game the Browns. Game. It was the Browns game. Yep. yep. And they ran for like 200. And he's like, you mm-hmm. now nah, obviously anytime <laughs> you run for 200, that's like crazy. But the point still remains, whether it was 200 or even this game where they didn't you know, quite run for that many yards, but still ran it relatively well. When you run the ball as well as they do, you should be scoring more touchdowns. Yes. That's, that's, just, that's just the reality of it. You should be able to score more touchdowns when you run it as well as they do. I bet you if you had a breakdown in their red zone, that they throw the ball more inside of the red zone than they do running the football. Something to look at. I hope they go back and check that out. That would be interesting. And if it's the case, it would fit. My man Giro would definitely fit his MO <laughs> because he does like to get cute. Uh, it's definitely one of the things that he likes to do. He likes to get cute. Like I always say, I say this to people about him all the time. Obviously, I, I think I probably like his offense more than most Ravens fans, certainly right now. But I always say he does a little bit of everything, right? And 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 many things that you like, but he doesn't do any of it. As much as he should. <laughs> that's the problem with him. But you're going to get some stuff in there. You're like, you know what? That's good. Why don't they do that more? You'll see it once or twice again. And then you won't see because it, it. Because it's not his idea. <laughs> this came from somebody else. Well, we know that about the quarterback run game stuff. He he admitted that. He just went to Nevada back in the day. He said, I took all of it. When Cap was there, Chris all. He said, I took it all. Yeah. And brought it back to Stanford. And we're running it with Andrew Luck. I just took all of that. So you and I have talked about that with him before. What does he major in? I guess you'd say gap scheme runs. I guess if you had, but they're not even. They're they're barely doing that right now. They're running more zone. Yeah, they certainly did in that last game against Pittsburgh. A lot of inside zone. A lot of inside zone in that last game against Pittsburgh. They did some gap stuff in this one, Uh, but like, but 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 that's just like my overarching point with him is like, is you look at different play callers, guys who are really good, whether you agree with everything they do or not, but who are really good, consistently good. Like if you look at Andy Reid, you could say what you what you think Andy Reid hangs his hat on. He's going to throw the ball. <laughs> okay, He's going to have a bunch of creative ways to do it, but he's going to throw the ball. That's what he hangs his hat on. right? When you look at G-Row, you say, well, what does he hang? You want to say it's the run game. But again, the quarterback run game, it's not really his. Right. Not from somebody else. Gaps game, Heavy personnel gap scheme? Okay, yeah. I guess you'd say it's that. But like you said, in the red zone, is he even staying true to who he is? No. That's a problem. (laughs) That's a problem. I have to go back and check those numbers because that's an interesting question. I hadn't thought about that. But um, if you 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 gotta have something you hang your hat on. You know, when it's you up against running the ball inside of the red zone is the defense's worst nightmare. It's 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 plain and simple. If I have to defend second and four from the sixteen, I don't like that. Yeah. I'd rather defend second and nine from the nineteen. I know that you're gonna have to put it in the air. So guess what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna sit in zone and wait for you to do something stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's but more second condensed. and two, 
Yeah, I condense Second down there two, now. Third and ones, I, I, I either have to gamble and bring and bring heat, or rely on my defense to you know live for another day. Somebody makes a spectacular play. We're just not putting ourselves in positions to be successful. Yeah. We're just not. We're just, we are, they are, the Ravens are putting themselves in binds that are unnecessary. Offensively. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it has been frustrating for sure. Uh, the last handful of game. Now, look, I mean, they're, they're, they won three of those games. What are they, three and two, or are they now three and three? I don't know if I include that one since Lamar has been out. A um, lot better than 0-6, which is what they were last year when he went out. <laughs> so right. it's, an, it's an improvement uh, in that way. And, you know, but the schedule's different. But is it really? I mean, you won three more games. It's better. Always better to win than it is to lose. But your, de- the, but your, <laughs> off, your offense has gotten worse, but your defense has gotten better. And that's the reason why oh, yeah. you – Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I don't, I don't. The three games that you won is because of your defense. Yeah, I don't mean to imply they 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 won games because of their offense. <laughs> just that they're winning games as opposed right. to losing them, uh, which you which you'll take for sure. Um, but yeah, obviously the defense has played the the bulk of the role um, over these last games since Lamar went out. Um, when they've really started, I mean, it's not like they were setting the world on fire offensively when he was there, yeah. but um, they weren't struggling at this point where they're barely able to score a touchdown uh, in game. Last two games, they've gotten a touchdown <laughs> in each of the games. <laughs> but they've just been hanging on. You know what I mean? The Falcons, mm-hmm. hey, look, uh, you look at their record, and obviously they didn't have a great record, but they can run the ball. Mm-hmm. We saw that. They can definitely run the ball. Uh, their defense isn't great, and so that probably helped the Ravens for sure. Um, Steelers committed to the run big time in this game. And, um, you know, their defense is solid always. Always is going to have a solid group over there. They got guys. Um, but the Ravens, they did enough. But anyway, let's focus on the defense now. The offense is what it is. Uh, we're going to have at least two more games to watch it this year. <laughs> and so we'll see yeah. how it goes. We'll see how all that goes. There's a whole other narrative out there about Lamar and everything that's going on. I'm not going to get into that. Um, or we'll never get yeah. to the defense. We'll never get to the defense. No, because because you that that opinion will um might might break the internet. Well, it's it's uh I I don't know that you're you're out there on <laughs> on a limb as, as much as maybe you 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 might have been at one point. I don't even know if you were totally out there on that limb because there are people who are out there who didn't want to admit that they were out there. Mm-hmm. I think there've always been people who were out there, and they didn't want to admit that they were out there, especially they didn't when want they to be were, first. Didn't want to be first, and especially when they were having success, because then it was like, okay, now I'm just being a hater if I say that stuff now while they're having success. But I think there's always been people that have been on that kind of, you know, a little leaning that way a little bit, and kind of just waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like, all right, mm-hmm. this is working mm-hmm. out now, but is this sustainable? Can can we continue to operate this way and have the same kind of success? Not like the whole injury stuff, even though, you know, obviously that's become a factor, but just what we're doing. Can we continue yeah. to score points for what we're doing um, the way that we're doing it? Because obviously defenses are going to watch film 
the same way that they do with anything that you do on offense, whether it's the run game or the passing game. We're going to find out what you want to do, and we're going to find ways to take it away. And you're going to have to do something else. <laughs> so can you do something else? Or are you so good at what you do that no matter what we try to do, we can't stop you from doing it? Right. Uh, that, was, that was 19. 19 was, didn't matter. We were so good at what we're doing. Once they got on their run, obviously the first four games wasn't that. But once they got on their run, it doesn't matter what you do. We're too good. You can't stop us from doing what we do until they got to Tennessee. And <laughs> yeah, actually, we can't. Actually, we can't stop you. Uh, but other than that, since then, teams have found ways to take it away, yeah. different ways to yeah. limit it or take it away. And it's it really has largely come down to like, all right, Lamar, you, you got to make chicken salad out of chicken because <laughs> they're taking this away and they're taking that away. <laughs> you got to go make it happen, boss. And 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 he has. But At we time. said we weren't going to do that. We said we weren't nope. going to do that. Let's, let's go to the defense. Yeah. Let's go to the defense. Yes, let's go. We'll start up front with the big boys, defensive line, who, despite the way that the Steelers were running the ball, I still think there were some positives with that group. Again, didn't have Calais Campbell. Uh, so Roderick Washington, Travis Jones, Justin Matabike, Brent Urban, Rashad Nichols, who got called up for this game and played since the preseason, uh, I believe, because um, Isaiah Matt got scooped up. Um, <laughs> By the Seahawks, I think, or the Broncos. The Seahawks. Can't remember where Seahawks. Yeah, Seahawks. Seahawks. He got scooped up. I thought Rashad played him. Okay. But anyway, how do you think defensive line played in this game? I know the first thing people are going to look at is rushing yards. So well, they couldn't couldn't have played all that well, right? They played. They actually played pretty decent. Let's just say so. that first of all, across so the board, except, except for one gentleman, JPP. He 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 had he had he had some issues. I don't know. He just he he didn't seem like he was a hundred percent in a sense. He he wasn't digging out things he were at the beginning of the year. He seemed like not disinterested, but I expect better. Yeah. Um. Now I do want to double back on the fact that Mike McDonald's game plan unfolded exactly the way he thought it was going to unfold in this game. He he was prepared to allow Pittsburgh to run the football the way they did. And people are going to say, why? Well, you have to look no other way than look at the other side of the ball. You can't be as aggressive as you want to be defensively if your offense can't score points. So that changes the way you have to play. You have to say one or two things. Either I have to contain this or I have to go get it. And the way they have to play right now is they have to contain everything. They have to keep everything in front. And if you get turnovers, great. If you get a cheeky three and out, even better. But their goal right now is obviously control the football game. Don't let the score get out of control and at most give up field goals to keep our offense in a position where they don't have to be out of character to try to win a football game. And I think they, they, they accomplished that. If you, you would like them to be a little more forceful in the run game, but then you expose yourself to quick strikes that we, don't, we did not need to see in that game. 
We didn't have to be down 14 nothing and trying to get back in that football game. And you saw the few times that we decided to drop straight back, and T.J. Watt was just <laughs> having fun over there. Teeing off. He looked like he was running a hoop drill, and nobody was touching him. <laughs> well, on one of them, that's, that is what happened. <laughs> nobody did touch him. But um, so that is why you saw the way the game materialized. They understood. Mike McDonald is starting to learn, really starting to learn, understand what it takes to be a good defense in, this, in the NFL. And they're going to get pieces back. They're going to get Calais Campbell back. They're going to get Marcus Peters back. So, you know, you're not having teams target, you know, Brandon Stevens. And once again, He's a good football player. Let's not take that away from him. But he's just yeah. not an outside corner. He's just not. And they they in that last drive, they that's what good football teams do. Where's Waldo? They go find you. Go find you. I need to go get seven. I need to go score a touchdown. Why am I messing around with anything else? Where is he? Yeah. He's over there. Okay. We're running an eight yard comeback. Yeah. I, that's where the ball's going. I don't yeah. care who else is over there. He's going to get the football. And that's what's going to happen in the playoffs. So you just, when you have those guys back, you have Marcus Peters back, now teams have to play you a little differently. So yeah. here we are. They're like, they, we're not even looking at Marlon Humphrey's side. <laughs> not looking over there. Who, who's 44? <laughs> Where's 44? Okay. He over there? Good. I'm over here. Yeah. And like you said, Brand is a good football player. Had a good start to the game with that fade. That he broke up, you know, early, early in the game, in the end zone. You know, had a good start to the game. But again, I, he like you said, he's he's probably playing out of position at this level. Could you play outside corner at SMU? Probably could get away with that. <laughs> it's a little bit different up here, and a little bit different against these guys. And like you said, the game plan, I respect it, and I respect it even more that he didn't get away from it. Yep. When you see Pittsburgh having a success running the ball that they are. Because really, over this stretch where they've really been playing well, nobody really has run on them. I mean, Atlanta did a little bit, but when you think about it, even their dude, he averaged like four yards a carry. He popped yeah. a couple ones here, but for the most part, that was it. Well, Pittsburgh and, did a smart thing. They they made them into a true 4-3 team. Hmm. They made Kyle Hamilton a will linebacker, yeah. and they ran at him. Yeah. Like that matchup. 6'4", 215 can do a lot of things. He ain't meeting 6'3", 300 pounds in the hole of a right guard reaching you (laughs) on a zone play. (laughs) Yeah. If you're going to stay in nickel, as as they were at times, and they were just doing things with formation and motion where they got him in the box, and it's like, all right, now that you're in here, it's a different world in here. Mm -hmm. And if I get this guard up on you on zone – it's not going to be pretty. <laughs> and you, it's not going to be pretty. And, I, and you saw a few snaps of them jump in the pure 4-3 with yeah. um, Bowser kind of sliding back into that 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 position. Yeah. And they and they stuffed the run a few times. Yeah. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised going forward if a team decides to start hammering away a little bit, they go directly to that. Yeah, that you jump back. Because – 
look, you when when and it's it's just a chess match. I mean, it happens all the time. When Pittsburgh wanted to go into eleven, we're gonna match it with nickel. Yep. And then all right, we got you out here in nickel. We can do some stuff formationally. Like you said, we can get Kyle Hamilton down in the box and we can run at him, right? Or we can get him on the backside and we can just cut back. You know, all these split zone mm-hmm. type runs, design cutback, basically. Just press front side, we'll cut back to him. He's got to fit. Marlowe's got to fit. Or safety's got to come down. Mm-hmm. We can force DBs to have to tackle. I always remember this. <laughs> Alex Gibbs, old zone run game guy for Denver Broncos back when they had Terrell Davis and all those dudes going through theirs. He gave this clinic. He was talking to college coaches. Now, this is not going to be PG. So if you got kids, earmuffs right now. Kids used to say, look, we block safeties. We make corners tackle because they're as shitty a tacklers in your league as they are in ours. <laughs> so <laughs> that is always going to be the approach. If we can make corners tackle in the run game, we we, we like where we're at. Right. We, we can do that. Um so yeah, give it, give it, you know, again, tip tip your hat to the Steelers for having a plan and sticking to their plan. Cause, mm-hmm. you know, although they ran it pretty well, there were times when the Ravens were able to kind of stop it a little bit and they got some of those three and outs as a result. Mm-hmm. Um so linebacker, let's go here. That's been a really good position to talk about since Roquan has been here. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I still don't think that they played poorly in this game. You know, the thing with PQ, we know PQ at this point. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's going to be some of this. It's been more of this this year. Mm-hmm. You're still going to have a little bit of this and a little bit of that. But for the most part, I thought linebacker group was solid. What do you think? I think they were solid. I, I don't – here's where the, you would like Queen to be a little more physical. But that's, that's not who he is. Mm-hmm. And this is who Pittsburgh wanted to be today. So – once again, Mike McDonald's going to have a learning lesson here with his linebackers. If a team's going to do this to you, you got to do something different in terms of personnel or you have a the, – the, You got a thumper uh, over there. You got a thumper over here <laughs> who is probably over there salivating like, God, I can do better. Yeah. Give me, give me. Yeah. You know, and maybe they'll come back to that. But, you know, Marvin, you know, you know Harrison is, is – it's someone who's proven in the past that can handle that. Now that's that's matchup issues and and things on that sort. But the good thing is, you look at the playoffs. What team's going to do that to you in the playoffs? I can't really think of anybody else. No, and teams have this team has done a very good job. Sands Jacksonville against teams that have tried to throw it against them in the last. Seven and eight weeks. Yeah. So I, I defensively, I think they're going to be just fine yeah. going into the playoffs because they're going to match up very well. Kyle Hamilton is a matchup problem. He is. <laughs> he's an issue. Yeah. He he's the reason why it works. That's why Steelers attacked him. You attack what works. Yeah. And Kyle Hamilton is what's working yeah. because he does, he makes those quick throws, those first throws to the strong side, almost impossible. That's why you yeah. see a lot of teams having to hesitate. Yeah. Cause you don't know what six four with a wingspan of six ten going to do to you. Can't get the ball in there. There's <laughs> nowhere to get the ball. ball. Can't get it out. No. There. Yeah, I saw that going back to Notre Dame and where you see that even more in college where 
that strong side, they want to throw that free access hitch or stop or whatever. You yeah. can't throw it. Can't, can't throw, throw it. it. <laughs> cannot throw it out there because he's going to get a hand on it. He might pick it. So you can't throw it out there. And then as we've seen with other uh, games, and they did some of it in this game too. Okay. If you want to run at him, when you do drop back, we're sending it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're going to yeah. put him in your lap. Yeah. So, okay. You're going to come in him, you know, when it's your turn, when it's, when it's our turn, we send him and we're going to hit your quarterback. How often do you want your quarterback to get hit by this six four dude? That's your choice. Or he's going to tip a ball and yeah. he's going to be in zone and yeah. that ball's going to be up. It's, 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 it all works together yeah. in one. And, and those could have changed the outcome. I mean, that's, you know, hey, if, 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 if you know, <laughs> if, if, if JPP fifth, all... makes a sack and, and he gets, you know, they had a couple tip balls. They had a couple balls yeah. that got last night and, um, you know, just weren't able to, to get a hand on it and pick it off. So that, that's how that goes. But to your point, I think even Chris Collinsworth said it during the broadcast. It was like he, he was listening to what you've been telling me all season, and he quoted to you. He said, this is why you play zone. <laughs> he said, this is why you play zone. You have all these eyes on the quarterback and can see the ball. The ball, the ball goes in the air. People's eyes get wide. Yeah. It's like mine. So, I want to play. Yeah. So a couple of those, you know, maybe if they, they – they go the Ravens way and you get their hand on one of those, maybe it's a different game that way too. But that's, that's the way it goes in the game. You know, you're going to get some of those opportunities. You got to take advantage of them when they come your way, if you can. I mean, sometimes that thing's happening so fast, it's hard to to locate it and, and get it. But uh, they got a bunch of ball hawks. We know that. And we know that um, they've made those plays throughout this season. They'll make them again. Um, you know, just didn't, teams, didn't work. Yeah. And, and teams have gotten, offensively conservative against them in recent weeks because they have been they know. getting a lot of turnovers and picking <laughs> the ball off. They're just like, no, we're just not putting the ball in harm's way. Yeah. Pittsburgh understood that. Yeah. yeah. And it just, you know, hey, if Pittsburgh had not been able to run the ball as well as they did and they had to go to a more pass-heavy plan, things probably go differently, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, Pickett made some throws in some critical situations. His receivers made some plays in a couple in a couple big third down situations or whatever, long yardage situations. But if he's got to do that, I believe he dropped back 27 times. If he's got to do that 35 times, yeah, things are probably looking a little bit different. Because like I said, yeah. there was at least three or four tips in that game. Um, you're probably going to get a couple of those if it, you know, that number goes up. But again, like I said, if ifs were fifths, we'd all be drunk. Um, secondary. Let's talk about it. <laughs> let's talk about the secondary corners and safety. We talked a little bit about Brandon Williams. Yeah, they started to find him late in the game. They picked on him a little bit. Overall, you know, thought he, he held up about as well as you would expect. Um, mm-hmm. nobody else really was picked on too much back there. They really didn't didn't go at, at Marlin too much, couple couple times, but not not too too much. And then, you know, Chuck made some couple plays on the tight end down there and Marcus Williams, we talked about him uh coming downhill and fitting the run. Uh my man was my man was happily obliged in that. <laughs> yeah, what'd you what'd you think about the secondary overall? I think they played well. I think Brandon Stevens he's getting better. You know, I think Mike McDonald noticed in that last drive that they were picking on him and he put Marlon Humphrey on Picking, he was like, he's just not going to beat me in the end zone. Yeah. Like that was that was that was the end of that. So when it, once they got inside like the twenty five, 
Marlon Humphrey was shadowing Pickens. Yeah, you saw that. Mm-hmm. So that that was just not. And then I, you know, I think that's a preview. If 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 Peters is not as in it as he can be because of his calf and his knee, you might see Marlowe travel. Yeah. With the number one. You might see it this week with um with the Bengals. With Chase. With Jamar Chase. Chase. Yeah. Because because if you take Lamar Chase not like out of the game, but not have to devote three people to him, it makes it a little bit easier to cover the rest of these cats. Yeah. Like Two people can take care of Jamar, but you start worried about a third, then Hayden Hurst and T. Higgins and, and Tyler Boyd, and, and Tyler Boyd, and whoever else they got over there, yeah. to start running all over you for no reason. Yeah, yeah, they got some cats, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I thought the secondary was was solid again, just like we said about really the defense overall. Just you know, a solid performance, certainly enough where you feel like. We got an opportunity to win that game. They did have an opportunity to win that game. And, uh, you know, again, we, we think the offense probably just didn't do enough. You know, I'm sure the defensive players are going to say, hey, that last stand, they're going to put it on them because that's what you do. Hey, we were on the field. We should have got that stop. But Yeah. I'm, we've, we've, we've all been – I've been there, you know, where you have played well all, all day. And, you know, that one drive, they do everything correctly. And you you can be there, you can make the play, but they make just a better play. <laughs> and that's what happened on the drive. Every play, they every third down, they were just better. They it's did something better. better. It's a little, little bit, better. bit better. And they in third and eight. Huge play. You they he threw a ball by your ear hole. <laughs> that nine times out of ten would have probably hit you in the helmet. Yep. Or you would have spun around and got your hand on it. Or he would have underthrew it. No, he was just—he just hit it. And tip your hat to this cat. But you need help. Can't play like this all day. You can't play like you—you you can't take this past the first round of the playoffs. No, nah, I mean, look, you know about Pickens, you know about Deontay Johnson, but if you say he's going to throw a twenty-yard seam ball to Steve Sims. <laughs> right. He's gonna go up and make and a play. Steve Sims is gonna make up like this huge. <laughs> no, when's the yeah. last time a pitch? Yeah, that nine times out of ten, that ball ricochets off his hands and is picked off. Yeah, and Hamilton was there on that one. Yeah, and it was just like one of those things where, like you said, it's just you make a good play, they make a better play. Make a bad play. That's and it. you know they did that a couple times on that drive. They did it enough, and that's that's how thin the margins are not just in the NFL, but for the Ravens right now, like you said, with the way that they want to play or have to play, not want to say you want to at this point, the way that they have to play right now, right, yeah. the margins are that thin. That's how thin they are. And so um, Mike McDonald recognized that. That's why he called the game the way that he called it. And he gave, you know, his guys on defense and defense gave the, the offense opportunity. every opportunity, you know, and that's, that's all you can ask for. Before we close out the show, I did want to ask you about something. Uh, this is interesting, and I think it's related to something you've told me before. You've talked about it. I think you talked about it even going back to when they first hired Mike McDonald. So this guy, he's on a podcast, uh, Bruce Feldman, college guy, works for The Athletic. 
written a bunch of stuff about quarterbacks and recruiting and very tied in. You know, he does the freaks list every year, all the crazy testing numbers out of time. So he was doing this pod called Audible. He does it with another reporter, this guy, Stuart Mandel. And he said, you know, talking to coaches this year, and he's heard it from them before, but he's like talked to a couple guys this year. And what came from each of these guys, I think he said he talked from like four or five guys. It's very difficult to have a top offense and a top defense at the same mm-hmm. time. <laughs> he said it's very difficult to do it. You might find the rare blue moon team once a season, every now and then, who's who's able to do it. But he's like, when you, because I think they got on the topic because they were talking about the USC game, USC Tulane. Mm-hmm. And they were like, if you look at Lincoln Riley, he's like, really, if you look at him, this isn't any different than the 2018 Oklahoma team or the 2019 Oklahoma. Crazy offense. Defense couldn't buzz a grape. <laughs> now, this defense is worse. He said, this yeah. one they got right now is even worse than those defenses. But he's had these top offenses, but it's been hard for him to have, you know, a, a commiserate level defense. They say, you can flip it. You can go some of the top defensive teams in college. Now, he was talking about college football last couple of years, looking at points, yards per play. But the offenses, not very good. So mm-hmm. he didn't really super, super unpack that. He talked about it a little bit. He just like, look, there's a finite amount of time to work on stuff, especially in college. It's different. Mm-hmm. Finite amount of practice time, recruiting, all these things that limit you. So you're just not going to be able to devote as much time. Can't devote the same amount of time to both sides of the ball. <laughs> this is basically what right. Dave right. was making. Um, so you've mentioned something along those lines. You talked about that with Mike, Don- Mike, with Mike McDonald and really the, the transition from Wink where you say you can't play Wink style of defense with this style yeah. of offense. Yep. That was with Lamar. That was what the hell that was. So right. now we're in a different kind of, even a different style of offense. So what, I would just wanted to kind of get your perspective and your opinion on that because it made me think about a lot of stuff that you've said really since we first started talking to football about how you it's hard to have both of those things at the same time. Yeah, it's 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 the most difficult thing in the world is to be balanced. They can be balanced in sports, balanced in life, balanced at work. It's the hardest thing to come with. There's always going to be something that changes, always something that's going to move your focus. And, you know, I saw something earlier today where, you know, most times or not, you either balanced or focused. You never both. Hmm. And it kind of goes, you know, the sports. It kind of goes with the football is – you cannot be an explosive offense and be a shutdown defense. Why? Because your explosive offense is probably scoring every four plays in less than a minute and a half. That means defensively, I'm facing 20 to 30% more snaps. And in college, I don't care what college you're at. After you get past the first 11, you may have a couple other dudes who are studs after that, but after that, it is, it is slim <laughs> on guys who are coming in and not embarrass you. Same thing for the pros. We've seen when a quarterback goes down, whoo, wide receiver goes down, 
There are problems in the NFL. Yeah. Offensive tackle goes down. There's problems in the NFL. <laughs> so, if you're sitting there with a juggernaut of an offense, we'll take we'll take that 2019 Ravens team. They're going up and down, scoring 55 points. But what happens, I don't know, Tennessee Titans coming here, and you go three consecutive series, three and out, and they're just running the football down your throat. And in the first half, they run 63 plays. What do you think is going to happen in the second half? <laughs> yeah. This Same is thing as that. It's the same thing, and that team's whipping around. They scored 45 points, and you're down three touchdowns going into the fourth quarter. Guess what? Your defense has been on the field. Even though you scored 45 points, your defense is on the field a lot because you yeah. scored 45 points. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a numbers thing at that point. It's I mean. a number. It's, it's – it's simple math, but it's also just if you're balanced as a football team, then you can be consistent. Yeah. And that's what the playoffs is. It's what everyone wants is to be in a consistent team. You don't want to be this high-powered offense and your terrible defense because eventually somebody's going to shut this down. Yeah. Going to shut down your offense. And now you have this piss-poor defense who's going up against a team who's not very good offensively, but they do one thing great. And you can't stop it. You can't stop it. Now you're in trouble. And that's why, you know, that's why when you have these these freak show type dudes at quarterback, that becomes the great equalizer. Because now if you don't necessarily have that balance, because if you think about Kansas City, I guess Buffalo's a little bit different because their defense has been pretty solid. If you think about Kansas City, the first thing that comes to mind isn't like shutdown defense. Certainly not the first no. thing that you think about, but you got Pat Mahomes. And so that that is the equalizer. You got a freak show back there that can do some things <laughs> that nobody else can do. Uh, you know, in a similar vein, um, Josh Allen is a similar vein. And then, you know, Joe Burrow, just in terms of the hot streak that he got on last year, the way mm-hmm. that he was playing, same kind of thing. And so if you get that, then that becomes the great equalizer where it's like, all right, the defense may not be great and the offense may not be consistent over, you know, a number of plays over multiple drives, but we can score on these huge plays and we might be able to do that four or five times a game. Mm-hmm. And then it equalizes. It's like, all right, well now the defense is out there now and we've got 14, 20 point lead. They can pin their ears back. You're one dimensional at this point. They ain't got to be great anymore (laughs) at that point because you can only do one thing and a lot of times that's how these defenses are built with those kinds of offenses they're they're basically built to stop the pass because they expect to be playing with a lead so to your point like you mentioned with titans if you can flip script and now this defense has got to play the run because now you're up and your high-powered offense is sitting over there on the bench Mm -hmm. because you got king henry Stiff arm and your 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 safety <laughs> into oblivion. <laughs> it, it flips the it flips the whole dynamic of yeah. that thing, you know. And that's that's the thing about the Ravens that, regardless of how we feel 
about Giro. <laughs> have very strong feelings about him and about Lamar. When he's in there, we feel pretty good about it. But you know, like even they're built really to challenge these other teams, these other top teams. What the way that they want to play, the way they they try to construct this team and the style that they want to play, it's really built to challenge these other teams. Because yeah. other teams' defenses are not designed to stop what the Ravens can do. No, no. <laughs> so no, they really not. So people give them a hard time about this approach, and ah, you know, they're still trying to run the ball, and they're still investing in linebackers, and da 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 da. But it makes this, sense when you think about that. <laughs> yeah, this team is better built for the playoffs than any of the previous two teams under Lamar, and three teams under Lamar that went to the playoffs. Yeah, you'd have to go back this to probably team. the 18 team that had a defense that was with Suggs and Weddle. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that could could play in the arena of containing people and making sure games don't get out of control and give your offense a chance to win the you know the football game late in games. This this team right here, if they got any semblance of consistent quarterback play would be everyone's worst nightmare in the playoffs. Because you know you can run the football. You know you can stop the run. Teams do not get big plays on you anymore. If they do, they're few and far between. And you have to be spectacular with it. And your special teams have been solid all year. And we know what's going to happen in the playoffs. It's going to be a little bit of weather. Nerves are going to get going. Special teams are going to be a factor. But it's not like you have to – it's not like you're preparing for the following week. You're just trying to win that football game. And that's why teams that can run the football are so dangerous, especially yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah. The really, th- the really only thing they're not built to do is come from behind. <laughs> that's it. That's really the only thing they're not built to do. And people always focus on that part and say, oh, you you got to be able to do that, though. Well. The idea is to win the game, is yeah. to play with the lead and not have to come from behind. We looked at this. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but we looked at this because people kept making that point. Well, what happens in your – because, you know, oh, they get in the playoffs. What happens when they're down 10 or down 14? They can't throw the ball because they don't have wide receivers. We looked <coughs> at all teams, not just the Ravens, all teams. I forget how many years we went back that were down 10 to 14 points in the playoffs. Almost nobody comes back from the yeah, You don't want to be in that position in the playoffs. It doesn't matter who you are. Almost nobody. I think the guy who had done it the most is Pat Mahomes. Shocker. Right. But most people can't do that, no matter who you are. I tell you right now, if you get up 14 points in the playoffs at this point, you know how slow and deliberate teams get? <laughs> like, they're not, they don't care anymore. <laughs> it's not the about stats. It's not about, it's, not, it's not about getting better. It's about winning a football game. Yeah, we'll just grind this I'm going to grind out. it out. Yeah. We'll grind it out. No matter who you are. You might be a who team that are. throws it all up and down the field, but you get that lead, <laughs> we're going into a whole different mode. <laughs> Until you force us to get back into the other mode, we're going to stay in this mode. So, yeah, I get it. I get why people focus on that because you look at what happened in the Titans game, and really that's it. I mean, even if you look at the first Titans game, even if you look at the Bills game, I mean, yeah, they fell behind, but it was primarily because of the pick six, you know, that that they threw. Um, and it was going to be hard bad for anybody. Play, bad play calling. 
Well, like I said, we we have strong feelings about Giro, uh, <laughs> but that that's how I look at it. I think I look at it a little bit differently than maybe some of the prevailing notion. I know you already look at it that way. I think that they are actually constructed when everything is there to win in the playoffs and really to do what these other teams don't do well. Yes, they do so, everything. If you look up and down the AFC, they do – everyone in the AFC playoffs right now can throw the football except for the Ravens. But the Ravens can do everything else better than everyone else in the AFC. Yeah, they can run the ball. They can stop the run. Like you said, they can limit big plays now, now that they got things kind of figured out on the back end and what they want to do. Um, so it's it's really all there in front of them now. Obviously, right now, you're missing a key component on offense. <laughs> so, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. So we can't put the, the, the cart before the horse. you got to play Cincinnati this week, and um, you're probably going to be doing that with Snoop or Anthony Brown. i gotta got to say that and, he's and, in the picture. And just remember, they may be playing Cincinnati next week. Back Again, in Cincinnati. Yeah. yeah. So, Which would be crazy. In itself, yeah, I think they've done that with the Steelers once before, one year where they had to play yeah. them like towards the end of the season. Then they had to play them yeah, again. It was, it was, it was the Antonio Brown reaching the ball across the. Oh uh, no! Oh yeah, no. not yeah, that, it was one. that one. Yeah, I it was remember that, that one. Sixteen, thirteen. Uh huh. Because I was at my uncle's house for Christmas. It was around Christmas time. It was and, a fourth and five. It was the play before that. It should have been over. I think someone dropped the pick. Yeah. Yeah. And they came back was that way. Someone missed the tackle. Was it Bowser? No. Somebody dropped it. It was somebody dropped it. I want to say it was uh, was it Zarius? But I remember being there for that one because it was around the holidays. But I'm at my uncle's house, who was a Panthers fan. He's from North Carolina. But somehow this man has a terrible towel. And he went and got it. Like it wasn't out, like as we're watching the game. He went to go get it and then was waving <laughs> it in my face. <laughs> <laughs> that's why i'll never forget that game I was like, why i was like number one why do you have these you you got yeah. carolina blue panthers blue stuff everywhere else in your house why do you have one of these and he told me he went out and got one because he knew i was going <laughs> i was like you dirty bastard Weddle missed Weddle missed the tackle that's what okay that's, yeah that's 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 that wild. one had everything. Was that the same one with uh, the use check? Oh, should he have went down? Should he have scored? Yes. Was that the okay? Yes. Okay. That had everything. Because we drove. Because first they got down the field so quickly, and then we were just like, okay, we don't want to give Ben too much time. It was it was a mess. Like they were trying to do something, but it didn't really like work yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, we knew in one minute it was just too much time. You know, now that I think about it, I think I was at his house for the Bengals one too. Lord, the one that needed they needed to win to get into the playoffs. Fourth and thirteen, or the CJ Mosley pick. Yep, I think I was at his house too for that one too, and I was like, he didn't wait to towel in my face that time. I think he knew the Steelers one. Go, I mean, it was the Bengals number one, but the Steelers ones. I think he was just like, I, you know, I'm gonna mess with you on that. I think the Cincinnati one, he could tell, like I was, I was literally stunned. I think we were all stunned. We ran some cover three uh, with what's his name, number twenty six, 
not having a clue. What, Kennedy. What Maurice, we, Maurice Kennedy. What are we doing? Yeah. I couldn't believe yeah. the call. I couldn't yeah, believe I was, the call. I couldn't believe the call. I couldn't. I still can't believe the call. Yeah. The Pittsburgh one, I think, is like okay. It's Antonio Brown. It's you know, Lev. It's all them. It's, it's, it's some dudes. This is Natty one. It's like all right. It's fourth and long. Let's 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 just get back. Let's like we talked about before. What's our best call? What's the call that we know? Everybody knows this call. We play this call in our sleep. It's a day one install call for the. Let's just run that. <laughs> let's run that. Nope. We're gonna do something. Uh, they hadn't ran. They literally hadn't ran since like mid season. We're gonna get creative. And I talked to you about that before. I said, you know, that team, those those early teams, especially I, right before Lamar took over. Like I, I think that's why some of them dudes wouldn't come back. Cause I think they were like, look, we ain't we ain't playing this bullshit that you call. <laughs> I think that was spurred this show. Was that nonsense? Because I think I'm I'm obviously you met during COVID, but it was it because we yeah we talked about that play a bunch (laughs) who was doing what and what was supposed to happen and why did they even call it and it was like man you know what we were we were on dean pease's head and then we took over and then we got on his head (laughs) and then early this season i don't really say we were on mike but i think we were giving mike some grace because we were like hey look this is first time doing this everybody's learning everything and you know you got to give him some time and yeah. i gotta i gotta say i've been i mean look people are going to talk about who they've played during this stretch uh oh, competition has been that good hey you don't make the schedule nope you, you play whoever is out there and like i always say if somebody is bad if you say well they're beating up on bad teams well if they're if they're bad then treat them like they're bad and that's what they have done that's what they've done off defensively. In these yep. So I give I give him a lot of credit because I think that this could have gone two different ways after some of the stuff that happened early in the season, mm-hmm. right? It's just like it was a train. You could split. It could have gone down one track. We're, we're already going downhill. Break ain't working. Can't stop the train. <laughs> Everybody's panicking. Or we can go down this other track where, okay, hold on, hold on. Let's just be real. Let's get let's get in the room. Let's talk. Let's get real with each other. All right, we got control of this thing again. Okay, we 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 can steer the train. We we can stop it if we need to. We're good. Could have gone. You never know. You never know which direction some of these things can go in. Because you look at other defenses who have new coordinators or young, and they went down that other track and it never came back. Mm-hmm. Never came back. <laughs> and and, and them, them dudes would be out of there. You know what I'm saying? You look at Cleveland. I look at the Browns' defensive coordinator. It's just like. For the talent that they have on defense, for them to play the way they do, that's that's, un- he, that's he's probably un- not going to be. He's probably no, not going to be. I don't care. <laughs> unacceptable. Unacceptable. You got too many dudes over there. I don't care how bad your linebackers beat up. That's unacceptable. Yeah, I mean, if you if you say, "Well, look, we're just going to start with Miles Garrett," okay, <laughs> okay, you give me that too. Okay, your whole your secondary is, is a dream come true. And y'all get beat like a drum on a regular basis. Yeah, they got a bunch of dudes back there. There's Dude. Ward, Nelson, Delphit, John Johnson. I mean, they got dudes. 28, I always forget his name. Oh, I can never say it. JOK. Whenever he's healthy. You got yeah. a bunch of dudes out there. You got Garrett. You got Clowney. Yeah, your linebackers aren't great. But they, you know who's been decent for them? Deion Jones. When they got him, he's been decent this year when he mm-hmm. came over from Atlanta. 
So when now you got Deion Jones, when you have Deion Jones next to JOK next year, that that changes yeah. how that goes. Yeah, it's but yeah, they'll probably what have. a middle linebacker can do to your team to settle you down. Well, we've seen it. We've seen it for undervalued front row. We we've seen a front row seat uh, to, to what that can do in this team. And yeah, like you said, you people can talk about the positional value, and and I think all of that stuff is valid. I mean, there's there's definitely a place for that conversation and to look at those numbers. And I'm not trying to invalidate any of that, but then you also look at what happens on the field, and you're just like, okay, I hear what you're saying, and you've got the numbers to support it. I see all of that. Then I also see this that I'm watching. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, that doesn't line up with those. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe there's an exception sometimes to some of that stuff where you just get a really special guy uh, in that position to come in and just solidify everything. Because we have not seen Patrick Queen play this consistent since he's been in the league. No. I mean, look at San Francisco and Fred Warner. Yeah. Same type thing. That Same dude came back and it's been in a different world over there. Same type of thing. And look, again, like I said, I'm not going to invalidate any of that stuff because I definitely think that all of that stuff has its place. But if there's any team that understands the value of a special player at middle linebacker, it's this one. <laughs> if anybody understands that and the effect that it can have on a defense, if you get the guy. I'm not comparing Roquan to Ray. We know Ray generational. But Roquan's very good. Very and good. So if you get the right guy, they know. That's one thing that this, I mean, look, they're really good at certain positions. <laughs> they're just really, really good, good at identifying certain positions and saying, hey, if we can find a way to get those guys on the team, it's going to make a difference. If we can get yeah. a Roquan Smith, if we can get a Marcus Williams, it's going to make they, a difference. They just team. have to get they just have to get younger and better at corner. Yeah. It's time to restart I mean, that. Well, I don't think Peters is coming back. I just, I just, no, I don't they would have paid him by now. Yeah. I think they were kind of taking the wait and see how yep. he was going to be coming off the surgery, see how it went. But they 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 swung and missed with both of their rookies, so that that's that's going to be interesting as well. Has well, it, hasn't I, worked out super well <laughs> so far. Yeah, you know. I would one guy after you DMP'd him, healthy scratched him for a couple games. Yeah, and you IR'd him. And the other guy, you know, some ups and downs, but I I like Pepe. I, I don't know what kind he's of He's a better he's... outside I, I think he's a better outside corner. I just don't think he's not big enough to do what I think Mike McDonald wants to do with yeah, his He's a feisty corner. little dude. There's no question about that. He's a feisty yeah. little dude. Uh he'll hit you. I've seen that. He'll hit some people now. He, he ain't got no problem with that. Um so I still think that there's something there. And then, you know, um Armor Davis, I mean, he he's that Alabama corner that they've had <laughs> for years, right? Not like the top, top dude at Alabama, mm-hmm. but like, you know, the second or third dude where eventually they get something out of that guy. Might not yeah. start out great. Didn't with double A. Didn't start out great. No. But eventually you get something out of him. And then when it's time, you know, for him to get paid, he goes somewhere else and somebody pays him. So. I, I won't close the book on Armor Davis just yet. Um, no, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna need because, like you said, if well, Peters is out of here next year, you need a starter so over there. Yeah, and so is Clark. But you have Stevens who can slide in to be a strong safety. I think that 
would fit him. Yeah, between him and Geno, you got some guys who could play that spot. Yeah, right next to Marcus Williams, absolutely. Yeah, but you need a starter at corner. Yep. You need another starter at corner. Fortunately for you, this is supposed to be a good corner class. So yeah. <laughs> you're going to have – And that's the beautiful class. part of it. Like your D-line, you just got to throw another dude at that. Just another dude you find. Yeah. Because you've got dudes. You got, got dudes. dudes. Just throw another you dude. You got dudes. Yeah, just throw another dude in there. Linebackers, you're going to resign both of them. At least yeah. one of them. Probably both of them at this point. You're just you're really just looking for some corner. Yeah. Yeah. And then I mean, offensively, you're just restocking your O line and, and trying to find some stud playmakers. I'm not exactly looking for wide receivers. I'm looking playmaker. for playmakers. Playmakers. Whatever playmakers. shape, whatever shape, form, fashion that comes in. <laughs> Running back, tight end. I need ballers. <laughs> that's it. Somewhere. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Whatever, whatever you can get. And hopefully, you know, hopefully you can get a healthy season out of Bateman because I think we all see the flashes. You just need him to stay on the field. <laughs> just need him to stay on the field. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I know you're not a believer. <laughs> I'm not. I, it's not that I'm not a believer. It's just what, where, where's the resume? What do you, you know? It's the tough. Team, the, team, the team should have known better by drafting a guy who, Hadn't played football in two years. Yeah, it's it's tough. It is tough. I mean, you can't you can't ignore it. No, it's what it is. It's a part of his record. You can look, like I said, you can look at the flash plays and say, okay, yeah, look at this one, look at that one. They're there. But like you you say, best best ability is availability. <laughs> you can have all that other kind of ability, but if you're unavailable, it's a problem. You unavailability gets me fired. Yeah, yeah, that's just not gonna work. That no, dog won't hunt. We gotta, we gotta, have, we gotta have you. We got. That's what I mean. You can, you can say what you want about guys like Devin Duvernay up until he got hurt recently, but he had been there. He had been available. He had been available. You know, Ben, ben Powers, different position. Been available. Hey, had a had a shaky start to his career. Couldn't really crack the lineup. Finally got in there. Ain't missed a game. Ain't gonna miss a game. Yeah, is he is he world beater? No, no, but you can count he's consistent. on him. Yep, consistent. I know what he's going to do and what he's not going to do. Yeah, and I can, can run into that tendency. You can count on him. You know what I'm saying? And so they're they're going to have some some interesting things to kind of deal with. They're going to have they're going to have a lot of cap flexibility that I don't, I don't think people understand. Yeah. They're going to ru- they're going to move some guys. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's it's time. You know what I mean? It's time with some of these guys. You want to you had them here. You were hoping that you were going to be able to get a chip, you know, while they were here, but it didn't work out and can't keep everybody. Can't pay everybody. (laughs) So we'll see. But hey, like I said, we got at least two more games, hopefully more. Hopefully, hopefully like four, like how many games you need to get to Super Bowl? You got a regular season. What do you need? Four? If you're wild card? So five. Let's say five more games. Four games to get to, no, three games to get to the Super Bowl. Okay, so we need four. I'm giving them like an extra game, Pro Bowl or something. Uh, (laughs) Listen, let's hope we can see four more, man, because you just never know. You just never know. I know it doesn't look great. A lot of gloom and doom out there uh, on social media among the fan base. But once you're in, anything can happen. Once you get in that bad boy, anything can happen. They're already in. That's the great part. It's not like they still – there's some people still fighting to get in. 
they're it. And so, you know, now it's just about what we're going to do. You know, yep. play the Cincinnati game, hopefully get this win. If not, if they find out that, hey, this might be a game where you can kind of give some guys a little, like an extra little week of rest or whatever, okay, that is what it is. But I'm looking forward to it. I'm not like down in the dumps about it, as you know. <laughs> as many people will know. I stay pretty optimistic about this kind of thing because to me, I look at it the other way. I'm like, man, the NFL season's almost over. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I look at it, it like that. And so I'm just like, you know what? I want to see them play for as long as I can see them play because this is about to be over and then it's going to be several months of uh, just, talking, just talking about it. Yeah. It's going to be a bunch <laughs> of talking about it and this and that. At least with this, you know, it's on the field. Yeah, you know what happens out there, and you know, like all that, like Ray used to say, all all that talk is over with. <laughs> Once we get out there, ain't no more talking. Yeah. Ain't more talking. <laughs> so, hey, well, as far as talking, I think we're done. I think we're good. We gave people a nice little media episode here because we, you know, took a little time off over the holidays. So I think this is going to be something everybody can really dig into. Pull up to the buffet table and uh, <laughs> have a nice look at now, an hour and 20, hour and 25. So, yeah, I think people are going to like this one. Um, anything else before we get out of here? No, sir. All right. Well, hey, like, subscribe, share everywhere, tell a friend to tell a friend, all of that good stuff. You guys know what to do. Uh, until next time, we don't do no overtime. We are.